twowayradios.com, check, check. Bytwowayradios.com. Recorded almost live from Rock Hill, South Carolina. It's the Two Way Radio Show. Welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roque. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll talk about using two-way radios on golf courses. We'll discuss how golf courses use two-way radios and recommend some specific models for use by golf courses. We'll also review the Motorola RDU 4100 and RDV 5100 two-way radios and take some of your questions from our blog and our forums at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by buytwowayradios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Buytwowayradios.com, your radio specialists. Let's talk about golf, or more particularly, golf courses. Uh, most golf courses rely heavily on two-way radios for communications, don't they? They do. I think they, w- <laughs> they would have to. I mean, it's, it's a lot of ground to cover on a, a typical golf course. I mean, 18 holes, you've, uh, you need to stay in touch. You do. <laughs> well, there's lots of many different... Uh, employees on a golf course ranging anywhere from your head pro all the way down to your guy that cuts grass and everybody in between so everybody needs to keep in touch with with each other to you know people are spending a lot of money to go play golf they want to make sure that you know the the patrons are taken care of and and problems are taken care of so there's uh, definitely a definitely a uh there's definitely a need for them. There's definitely a need for them, definitely. The employees are all spread out as well. With you know, Golf courses are usually um, many, many, many acres. So um, you know, it would be very difficult to get in touch with an employee that uh, you know, may be out on the, the ninth hole or something if you need them to go to uh, do something else. That's true. I mean, you've got a, a lot of land out there, and you know, cell phones don't necessarily cut it all the time, especially if you're trying to get somebody immediately. Now, the radios are used on the golf courses, as you said, Anthony, by everybody, right? The, they are. I mean, everybody uh, from, you know, usually you got your head pro, you've got people in the pro shop that that are, uh, you know, signing people in, taking money. You've got usually some kind of wait staff. You know, most golf courses are going to have some sort of restaurant or bar or something. And you've got the course management people, superintendents, groundskeepers people like that that need them marshals that are the starting marshals that are usually on the first tee and roaming the courses for slow play tons of people need them everybody uses them and you go golf quite a bit don't you i do yeah and um i would imagine that uh that you probably see everybody walking around with them then i do uh you know it's it's like i said it's definitely important because it's uh not only the the factor of you know, keeping the the golf patrons happy and keeping them accommodated, but you know, radios can be used for you know alerting people of of weather conditions, um, 
you know, the superintendents and groundskeepers can use radios to turn sprinkler systems on. I mean, it's, it's yeah. pretty amazing stuff. Um, what are some of the types of radios that are used on the golf courses specifically? I've seen many different golf courses by different radios. A lot of it depends on the size of the golf course. A lot of it depends on their needs. Um, typically, most golf courses are going to use a UHF radio because you've got, yeah, golf, 99% of it's outdoors, but you do have the, the few that are indoors and uh, inside clubhouses and inside. Uh, you have a lot of structures there. Exactly. That you need, you, signals need to be able to penetrate. So while I guess you would think of golf courses as the perfect client for VHF radio. And it's, yeah, it's, it's not always the case. Yeah, usually we recommend UHF. Mm-hmm. I would say if your use is exclusively outdoors, VHF may be better. If you have yeah. any uh, buildings or structures that you have employees that take radios inside of, UHF is probably going to be your best best choice. UHF uh, signals outdoors are not uh, – there's not a, a significant drop-off from VHF to UHF. Mm-hmm. So usually UHF is fine. So what are the, some of the considerations when we're looking at, for a type of radio? You, you, we mentioned – uh, whether it was a UHF or a VHF radio, what about uh, what about range on on some of these radios? I think you need a radio with a lot of power. It's usually a four or five watt radio is going to be recommended. And I guess that's for really large golf courses. I mean, for smaller courses, they could probably get away with something a little bit less, couldn't they? Sometimes it just depends. I mean, there's some little par three golf courses out there that you know every hole's. 90 100 yards and doesn't take up as much room there's some courses that are just nine holes and it just depends on the terrain if they're and how much area they're covering i mean i, I typically like to put them on the most powerful thing that we can mm-hmm. um a, a lot of times the four and five watt radios are repeater capable as well whereas the two watts are not so um with the repeater capability it gives you a lot of room for expansion um with a two watt radio, you're kind of limited in your growth. You're not going to be able to add a repeater later on, or uh, even get custom frequencies a lot of times. So I guess two watt radios uh, would probably be better for maybe just strictly driving ranges, or um, where, where I would put a two watt radio is, is maybe a division within a golf course, like mm-hmm. for example, wait staff in a mm-hmm. restaurant to, to communicate, something like a CLS radio or maybe a Motorola RDU 2020, mm-hmm. something like those would be a good radio to um, to give people that need closer range communication, not communication throughout the entire course. But for the most part, really a, a four or five watt radio is probably the best choice. And preferably the addition of a repeater would be would be good to have there as well. Um, what about one that, that has a lot of battery life? I guess that's important. Uh, you can't go wrong with either something like the ICOM 4011 or, you know, in the UHF version or the 3011 in the VHF version. It's a 2,000 milliamp lithium battery. Provides lightweight, but it also gives you some pretty decent battery life. I've noticed that there's not a lot of chatter on radios and go- at golf courses. They try to mm-hmm. limit it as much as possible. They just want to get right down to business. Exactly. You, you don't have guys just, uh, you know, messing around typically. But, you know, something like the ICOM, the Vertexes, the, you know, the anything from like a simple 231 mm-hmm. up to the higher end 450 series. The handheld radios themselves are not the only um, 
types of radios that are used on golf courses. We also have uh, radio call boxes that are widely used as well. Call boxes are something we carry that are, I've seen them on golf courses that like to offer some sort of beverage or food service. Mm -hmm. Typically you see, you know, some golf courses will stick one of these call boxes on their ninth tee box. You can call in your order, say, okay, here's here's what we want, five beers, five sandwiches, whatever. Um, and then when you make the turn after you finish ninth, you st- swing by the clubhouse and boom, it's ready for you. It's, it's right there. So yeah, it's right there for you, and so you can basically just keep playing. That's pretty cool. So uh, call boxes are handy to have. They're uh, they're used somewhat widely, uh, mostly for ordering food, but for some emergency communications as well. I would uh, imagine. Yeah, I mean, they, I've never seen a course where they have them, you know, all over the place. I mean, mm-hmm. it's you know, on each tee box. Might not be a bad idea just for, you know, safety reasons. You know, if you have somebody that's has heat exhaustion or you need to get a hold of somebody. Yeah, it would give your true. customer a good way to get feedback or to get in touch with somebody from the golf course where maybe, you know, they're not readily available. And there's been plenty of times where I've been on the golf course and I don't like slow play. And you have some 80-year-old woman and her 80-year-old husband in front of you <laughs> and they're hitting the ball 20 yards every time and they're, and they're slow <laughs> and it, they don't let you play through and you know you can't hit golf balls at them but you know you want to you want to get a marshal out there you want to get somebody out there to to speed up play or to sort of sort of uh quietly escort them off that tee huh? yeah i mean that's i think call boxes are are good um you know they're not the the cheapest thing out there but it's in the long run i think your your patrons would be a lot happier if they had ways to get a hold of the clubhouse or the ranger or whoever you know there's times where i've been out there and my carts died ran out of electricity i would say that would that would be considered an emergency i've had to you leave gotta, them I've, you know i've got a heavy bag i've had to carry dies on the 14th hole that's a long way to walk yeah i would i would say so and uh you want to have somebody get out there and give you a jump or boost or exactly push the cart for you or something <laughs> exactly uh <laughs> i had seen get somebody out there to push this cart for me uh, um probably just be just as happy with a ride yeah um so what now what about uh, wireless pa systems they use those at all i've seen some out there for um, they're very rare, and they will only use them typically one of two things. If they've got a tournament going on and they need to make an announcement to 300 golfers, they'll use a PA system, something like mm-hmm. that. If there's uh, The biggest thing, though, I've seen them on is, is weather emergencies, um, any kind of weather emergencies, things like that, to be able to broadcast. I'm stubborn when it comes to it. I usually will not stop playing unless there's – lightning hitting 20 feet from me i'm usually i'm just that way they tell you play at your own risk but the golf course doesn't want anybody dying on their golf course obviously i'm the opposite if i see a cloud going by and and it looks ominous i'm i'm out of there um i'm not going to hang around i've seen i came from florida we have a lot of golf courses in florida and i've we've had too many incidences of golfers getting struck by lightning on a golf course on a seemingly nice day and you get a few clouds up there and just literally almost out of the blue boom um i mean usually it's you know they're 
dark clouds, but mm-hmm. uh, it's a situation where in Florida, we'll get these sudden storms. It'll be a beautiful day, not a cloud in sight. Within about 20 minutes, you'll have a storm just right on top of you. And, and you don't have time to run back to the clubhouse or anything before it hits. All of a sudden, it just it's just all, you know, there's lightning all over the place. So uh, we have had, in Florida, a number of incidents of uh, golfers getting hit by lightning. I can see so, how it would be beneficial for a golf course to have a few PA systems, something like maybe the Loudmouth PA by Rytron, which is a, a PA system that connects mm-hmm. to your two-way radio system. You know, just to leave yourself of responsibility or, or liability, you know, you, it'd be nice to make an anna- be able to make an announcement to your patrons that a storm was on the way or, the, or you, there's some kind of thunderstorm warning. Yeah, or the beer and sandwiches are half price. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> don't announce that during yeah, someone's backswing. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I wouldn't do that. Yeah. Uh, so, what are what are some of the recommended radios specifically for golf courses? Like I said, we do a lot of business with with uh, golf courses. Some of the most popular models seem to be something like the ICOM 4011s UHF version with the high capacity battery, four watts. Um, That's a repeater capable. And it's repeater radio. capable. Yeah. Sixteen channels, so you got a lot of channels there. To, I do to have work with. I do have some that are that are buying some Kenwood products, the, the TK 3300s, 2300s. Some of the smaller golf courses are. I've got one that buys the 2300s only for mm-hmm. their. I mean, it's a two watt radio. They buy them and and they're for their uh, for their ground screw only. They use VHF. They don't need to talk to the clubhouse. That's what they they buy. Um, they have pretty good uh, long battery life. They on do those, uh, on those radios. Kenwood makes some pretty good uh, products. The Motorola RDX series has some very good radios as well that, that work well. For golf courses, there are some models that are two watts for your limited range applications, and then there's four uh, and five watt UHF and VHF models that are repeater capable, um, support multiple channels. They're very, very durable radios. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you have the Vertex radios with the keypads. And now we were talking before the show, and uh, you mentioned that. That's a pretty important consideration if you're doing some things like uh, automating, uh, say, some of the uh, the sprinkler systems and things like that because they have the keypads there. Yeah, golf courses are getting to the point now where they're not putting, you know, you have a guy wheeling a sprinkler head out to a hole and, and with a hose attached to it and letting it run for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. They're getting to the point now where everything is in-ground watering systems, a lot of them are pretty high tech now to where you can use the DTMF technology of a lot of these radios to basically type in a little code and you can you can turn on a sprinkler, turn off a sprinkler any part of the golf course at any time. Just just with the press of a button. Exactly. It's a fully it's the VX four fifty nine is the one that I've had the best luck with. Mm-hmm. Good battery life, five watts. Um, very simple to use. But it's also completely waterproof you know, a lot of golf courses are going to have ponds and little lakes and whatnot groundskeepers may get caught in a storm mm-hmm. and, and get the radios wet and may drop them in one of these ponds or whatever the case may be but um pretty neat technology the way that it works i mean you can you can turn on a sprinkler at, uh, if you've got the right system you can turn on a sprinkler on hole number two and run it for five minutes and it'll keep your guys from having to go out there and, and do it on their own 
pretty uh you have that, somebody same, driving same. through a, a, a hole it looks like it needs a little extra water you've got a, a radio with a keypad just activate exactly it right there. exactly yeah, it definitely saves some uh, time and manpower it really does now um, as far as the call box is concerned um now we carry a couple of the call boxes the Ritron outpost series call boxes mm-hmm. are some that are popularly used on places like golf courses yeah and they're easy to mount and they're fully programmable to your your radios that you may have or or looking to purchase from us um weather resistant which is definitely a plus you know it's not not a whole lot of install on these you know Mm -hmm. we'll program them here and and set them up to your system and and you're just responsible for finding a location to put it a lot of those call boxes are battery powered as well, and uh, even solar powered. They have, they have solar panel exactly. uh, options for them too. Um, I believe they take maybe six D batteries if, if you're going with right. battery yeah, power, they do. and yeah. uh, that's usually good for around six months of use if you use batteries. Or like Rick said, get a solar converter for it or something, and and uh, don't even worry about it. And just mount it on a pole, and you're you're done. <laughs> pretty much uh and then the uh wireless um pa system the the loudmouth pa system we've talked about that we've reviewed that on the show before too that's an option as we were talking about before in case an emergency communication needs to be broadcast throughout the course right what we would do there is set up this loudmouth pa system on a special frequency and tone give your managers a radio with you know channel 16 on this radio connects to the PA system. So they, they could just flip to that channel, talk to the radio, and an announcement will be made throughout the course. So radios are very important on golf courses. They are. Pretty much. I mean, we've, we've pretty much surmised that uh, in a lot of uses. Um, any other thoughts on uh, using radios on golf courses? No, I think that pretty much covers it. I think, you know, if you got any, definitely have any questions, we can definitely give you some good options and suggestions for your, for your needs. Okay. Well, coming up, we'll review the Motorola RDU4100 and RDV5100 two-way radios. Are they on par with other business radios in their class? We'll find out next on the Two-Way Radio Show. Searching for two-way radios? Buy two-way radios has what you need. My Two-Way Radios is the source for two-way radios and radio accessories from major name-brand manufacturers for businesses and consumers alike. My Two-Way Radios provides more than just great radios at a great price. We are a leading source of expert advice on the products that we sell and can assist in finding the perfect solution for you or your business. We also deliver great service. All of our products are stocked at our local warehouse. This allows us to guarantee processing time and fast shipment of your order. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, Buy Two-Way Radios can help you find the best solution for you. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at buytwowayradios.com weekdays from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. Buy Two-Way Radios at buytwowayradios.com. Your radio specialists. You're listening to the Two-Way Radio Show. And this week we're going to review two business radios from Motorola, the RDU 4100 and the RDV 5100. Well, we're talking about the couple radios from the RDX series 
from Motorola, the RDU 4100, which is a 4-watt, 10-channel UHF radio, and the RDV 5100, which is a 5-watt VHF 10-channel radio. These radios are, are pretty much ready to go out of the box. They're pre-programmed with the, the standard business itinerant frequencies. The VHF version, the 5100, has the 27 uh, pre-programmed frequencies, and the 4100, RDU 4100, has the 89 preset frequencies. They're set up out of the box to talk to each other. You can change to any frequency that's in that 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 range through the handheld itself. Yeah, these these frequencies that that they default to are fairly popular, so you may find yourself having to go into the menu or the consumer programming software that's available for Motorola and and change the frequencies yourself or you can ask us to do it for you before we ship the radio yeah we'll definitely we can do that they are also fully programmable and this can only be done by us but you you know if you've got if you like this radio and you have let's say you know another brand that has and you know your frequencies and they don't happen to be in this range we can we can put them in there um through our our programming software um, to make them communicate with any old radios you may have. Yeah, this get, that gives you the ability to go through the FCC, get an official license frequency to uh, you know that's exclusive to you and your location or your business. Which, by the way, we can help you. Unattain. Yeah, we can do all that for you as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely, great sound out of this radio. I think it's probably one of the loudest clearest radios that we we have other than going with like a fully digital radio i can't believe how loud this radio it's, is. it's, I, I really it's crazy it, this this radio has a 2000 milliwatt speaker mm-hmm. for comparison and other radios about 750 is usually average is, is a, that's actually high some radios have 500 750 is, is considered good but this this one has a 2000 milliwatt speaker and uh, it's loud. I mean, even cranking the volume up past halfway is loud. No doubt about it. Well, you know what? We have an audio sample. We have one for the RDU 4100 and the RDV 5100. They both sound pretty close to the same because they're same, you know, it, it's essentially the same That's basic right. radio. But um, Can we play that right here? I think. We, which one do you want to hear? Let's play the 4100. All right. We'll do that right now. RDU 4100 sound check at bytwowayradios.com. Motorola RDU 4100 sound check at bytwowayradios.com. Okay, what do you think of that? Yeah, no, that, 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 it's uh, good. It's it's a nice crystal clear radio. I mean, obviously digital is going to give you the best clarity and, and whatnot, but people love this radio, no doubt about it. We, we don't get complaints on the sound coming out of this radio. Well, it's sure. a good solid workhorse radio and, i mean it's, it's that's what you would expect with the motorola and you're going to pay a little more for it but you're going to be happy with these radios no sell a lot of these two clubs nightclubs where they play loud music or have live bands or whatever where they need something that's gonna somewhat override the, the loud music and you know loudness going on inside that place um especially with an ear you know an accessory plugged into it the output is is very good on the uh on the accessory level as well. Yeah, I was just going to mention that um, Motorola has probably the widest range of accessories available they do. for these radios of any manufacturer. So you can pick up all kinds of surveillance earpieces, uh, you know, headsets and 
a lot of a lot of accessories to actually help help people in in places like nightclubs uh, really get the best sound out of it. This radio is also a repeater capable radio, which is which is nice. Um, you know, if you're using repeaters in your area, you know we can put put your repeater frequencies and you know, your RX and TX in there, so they'll fully uh, operate with your your repeaters. But overall, just a good, good, solid radio. Motorola has really done a nice job with this. Uh, battery life typically is to average at about eighteen and a half hours. That's superb. That's mm-hmm. that's it's unheard of and still very lightweight too 10.3 ounces with the battery Mm -hmm. that's uh that's pretty good there um now this is also um easy to clone these radios are easy to clone right if you have a cable it's extremely easy to clone Mm -hmm. if you don't have a cable it's nearly impossible okay and we saw all that as well (laughs) we got the cable so so we can we can do it these radios were recently updated by Motorola for the, the narrow banding um, requirement that's happening in January, where uh, all two-way radios um, in the Land Mobile Part 90 area are required to use 12.5 kilohertz bandwidth instead of this narrow band instead of wide band. These radios have recently been updated to have their default frequencies preset with narrow band. And um, actually, we did a video not too long ago yeah, that did. shows you how to change your existing radios. If you've recently purchased some additional RDU4100s or any other RDX radio and you've got existing radios, you may get uh, some odd sound from them. You may, one radio talk, the new ones talking to the old ones may sound like you're in a tunnel slightly. Watch our video. We'll show you how to update the old radios to uh, narrow banding. Yeah, we'll have a link to that in the show notes uh, and the uh, RSS feed of this episode. Uh, one other thing to mention, too, uh, speaking of the narrow banding, that requirement goes into effect on January 1st, which means that if you have older radios, um, this is actually a very good time. This is a great opportunity to upgrade those radios because what Motorola is doing right now, what we're offering is a rebate or trade-in offer. Uh, for these radios. Now, the RDU 4100s, the RDV 5100s, and the rest of the RDX line. And this also extends to the uh, digital ones, the DTR radios and the CLS and the CLP radios. Right. There are different prices for all of those, but you purchase six radios and you can get a rebate for the six radios, or you can trade them in and you actually get more money back. On that uh, on that trade-in rebate. So if you're going to trade in your old radios that are not narrowband compliant uh, for those new ones, you can just trade them in and you'll get some cash back. Right. Them. This is a rebate that's offered through Motorola right now, mm-hmm. and it's um, up to two hundred and ten dollars for six RDX series radios. And the rebate is a little different for CLS or DTR series, but uh, that's definitely some incentive to. Uh, not only purchase Motorola radios, but uh, you know maybe upgrade some of your old ones and, and move them from wideband to narrowband. Right, and if you don't have the if you don't have any old radios to trade in, you can still get the rebate because they're offering a hundred fifty dollar rebate on the on six uh, RDU forty one hundreds or RDV fifty one hundred radios. So um, it's a great deal all around. So this is a good time if you're going to to do this kind of an upgrade, or if you're just purchasing new radios for the first time. This is uh, uh, this is a great way to go. 
and this will be going till um, until December 31st of 2012. Plus, we also offer free shipping on these radios as well. And for listeners of the Two Way Radio Show, if you use promo code SHOW at checkout, you can save an additional 5% on top of that. So this is a deal you can't beat. You really can't. Any other uh, thoughts or comments on these RDX series? Are these good? These are good radios for golf courses, I would say, because uh, the the 4100s a, a four watt radio, right? 5100s a um, a five watt radio. These are definitely good radios for golf courses. They're high powered. They're repeater capable. They're mil spec radios with great battery life. Highly recommended. The the only thing these don't have that you may want. Uh, a few of at your golf course are the the DTMF keypad radios if you have mm-hmm. an irrigation system. Yeah, and in that case, maybe uh, Vertex might be a good way to go on the, good way the to keypad. Go. And they're all compatible. I mean, you may have a situation where you you have uh, twenty of these radios at your golf course, but two or three guys with, um, with the Vertex, Vertex radio. Yeah. They're all compatible. That's true. That's that's true. Uh, any other thoughts on these radios? I think we covered it. Okay. Anthony, would you say it's a cool little radio? It is. Both <laughs> of they, they are. Okay. Well, we have some uh, comments and questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. The first one comes from uh, from Scott. And uh, Scott, he, he actually has a comment. He says, uh, I've been looking for ways to create a two-way radio to talk to swimmers as they swim. No one has done it before, and the advantages of having a communication device for a coach and swimmers is huge. I'm a coach but cannot talk to the swimmers while they were swimming. I have to wait. I want to create a line of two-way radios that I could talk to many of the swimmers during practice. And that's from Scott. Um, That's going to be kind of a tall order since... uh, Yeah, that's that's interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there is a market for that. I'm, I'm sure there is, and probably not just with swimmers either. But, you know, you have a lot of um, technical hurdles to jump through, uh, particularly when you're talking about uh, radios that have to be completely waterproof. They're going to be immersed in, in water with headsets and whatever. Because if the swimmers are in the water, they have to have a waterproof well, you headset. Know, we, you know? We, when we go out to these two-way radio trade shows, a lot of the manufacturers that have waterproof radios will have the radio sitting in a fish tank and um, but I think not all of those not all of those radios are waterproof when the accessories plugged in because I think that's kind of if a you get a water the, if you get a you know like the Vertex has a, wa- a fully waterproof radio and it's only waterproof one of two ways if you have a waterproof connector you know a Vertex connector plugged into it or if you right. have the accessory port on there if you don't have the the, the cover if you don't right. have the accessory cover on there or something plugged in you drop it in a pond it's not going to be waterproof it's water still getting in there i mean mm-hmm. it's it's only waterproof one two ways but i mean it sounds like a neat idea but you know you're thinking you know swimmers are all about speed they yeah they shave yeah. their armpits they they wear <laughs> speedos and they want everything to be as lightweight because they want fast times they don't want to <laughs> you're saying a, a clip in a vertex 450 on <laughs> yeah, it's yeah not, even uh, on the back or somewhere i'd it's love to see it drag <laughs> i'd love to see it you know more power to you but I mean, it's a cool idea. If you come up with something, let us know. I'd like to see it. You know what? If they can make a little radio like a CLP series radio that's completely waterproof that they can hide tuck somewhere in their trunks or somewhere, and then, then that might might, might work. I don't yeah. know. That, that might. Or maybe a little, a little um, uh, one-way radio, the uh, 
the buzz. The buzz. The black box buzz. Yeah, we need a waterproof way. buzz. Yeah, there you go. You know, Bluetooth, a waterproof Bluetooth device probably wouldn't be. But that's pretty short range, so I don't know how far. You know, they, they couldn't be standing very far from the edge of the pool to to really yeah, get uh, Bluetooth is what, about 30 to 100 feet or something? I think it's a little less than that, isn't it? Just depends on your device. Yeah. I think they should make a waterproof buzz. <laughs> Put a waterproof buzz in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving right along. <laughs> um, all right, our next uh, question comes from uh, Peter, and he says, I own a towing and repo company and cover all of eastern Washington. Which would be best radios to use office to truck all the time in this type of business? Thanks, and that's from Peter. Well, Peter, I think you're going to need probably a repeater. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would agree. Uh, you, you need coverage for all of Eastern Washington. That's that's you, a tall order. You're probably yeah. going to need a few repeaters. Peter, <laughs> some mobile units for your trucks. Maybe a base station with a large antenna for your for your office. I mean, and you're, you're going to be better off to, instead of trying to get coverage for the entire eastern side of a, a state, maybe city at a time, you know, where where uh, the tow trucks operate. Yeah. Uh, a couple of repeaters within a city or, uh, you know, tall enough on a building is going to give you possibly citywide coverage or a large coverage area. It would be difficult to do a, uh entire eastern Washington. I mean, you may find a repeater network that's already available in that area where you could lease time with your radios. Yeah, definitely be another option. Yeah. So definitely business radios, a, a business base station at the office, and then and then you have the uh, the mobile business radios in the vehicles, and then you're going to need uh, repeaters set up around the town. So repeaters, Peter. Okay. And our final comment comes from David. And actually, David's referring to our last episode of the two-way radio show, uh, episode 42, Flying with Radios, when we talked about about uh, airband radios. And uh, David says, on your show, you talked about distance, how far a signal can go. Here's a great website that can help with that. And he gives the uh, the website address. It's, uh, uh, it's qsl.net slash kd4sai slash distance. And he says that, uh, of course, it doesn't factor in mountains, building between the two radios, just line of sight. And that's from David in Oceanside, California. Thanks, David, for that tip. I actually went there and uh, tried it out, and uh, it pretty much calculates what it does. It, it calculates the antenna height from one point and the antenna height from the other point, and then from there it calculates um, pretty much line of sight distance hmm. for coverage, taking in to count the curvature of the Earth. That's and fascinating. It's, it's a simple little calculator, but it's uh, pretty good. We'll have a link to the page on the show notes uh, if anyone's interested in uh, in checking that out. Uh, as he said, y- you know, it doesn't factor anything else. So if you're looking at anything in the way, like buildings, mountains, whatever, it's not going to factor that. And it's not going to factor wattage either. So, you know, if you're on handheld radios and you're at two watts or something, it's probably not going to help you so where would this benefit you probably mostly with hams Hmm. probably mostly with uh, amateur radios i see it's probably where it's going to help most 
Okay, and that uh, pretty much does it for our comments and questions this week. Send in your comments and questions for Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at buytwowayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. You can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website at twowayradioshow.com or hear it on iTunes, Zoom Marketplace, blueberry.com, or stream it on Stitcher. Okay, um, before we go, any other final comments or... uh a long show. I think we covered it all. I think we did. I think we did. Well, we covered golf. That's one of Anthony's favorite subjects, golf, right? It is. Much more than railroading? Um, they're pretty <laughs> neck and neck. Uh, okay. All right. Uh, well, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, BuyTwoWay Radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at BuyTwoWayRadios.com weekdays from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern. Everyone, as always, thanks for listening. And until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And I'm Anthony Roquet. And we're out.